Welcome to the third season of the Accelerate podcast, hosted by the Daniels College of Business Executive Education Division at the University of Denver in Colorado. I'm Janet Redwine, and I'll be your host along with Executive Director David Worley. This podcast was originally recorded as part of the Accelerate webinar series. Launched in 2020, these webinars are designed to help you accelerate your capacity to deliver results for your organization. Each episode includes a presentation from an expert faculty member, followed by a short question and answer session. The goal is that you will gain new insight about yourself, your community, your organization, and even our world. Find more details by visiting daniels.du.edu accelerate. On today's episode, we're exploring the world of data analytics with Daniels faculty, Phil Beaver. Phil has consulted with more than 580 companies, and he's seen a common theme. Organizations have data, organizations have questions, and organizations want to use the data they collect to solve these questions. But very few know where to begin. Phil helps leaders tackle this issue in a three-day class he teaches for executive education called Data Analytics for Decision-Making. He joined the Accelerate webinar in September of 2022 to answer the question, so you've got data, now what? The new challenge though is so many of our business leaders today are my generation, we're dinosaurs, we're not data natives. We didn't grow up with this and so it's not part of our thought process, whereas it should be and it must be. Stay with us. So welcome everyone, my name's Phil Beaver and I'm a member of the executive ed faculty here at the University of Denver. And also I'm the director of the Masters in Business Analytics. And what we're gonna talk about today is, okay, you've got data, what are you gonna do with it? And in order to start that conversation, we should probably talk a little bit about the landscape. So here's the landscape. We collect more data every day than we collected as a species through 2003. Now that's a true statement, but the problem is, that was a true statement in 2011. Okay. So an update to that statement is, we collect more data every hour than we collected as a species through 2008, which is also true, but it was also true in 2016. Well, where are we today? Well, at the end of last year, we had 74 zettabytes of data in the world. By the end of 2024, we're gonna have 150 zettabytes. Our data is going to double in the next two years. So everything we do as a business has data associated with it, and all of our data has somebody willing to sell us software to help us manage it and collect it and do something with it. So whether it's in your transactions, your customers, your market, your accounting, your personnel, your product development, your supply chain, there's data involved and there's software involved that's gonna help us manage that data and collect that data. Additionally, there are external sources of data. For example, just on the left here, you can see all of the various social media platforms that we should be tracking that might talk about our organization or our product or our competitors or our market. There's no way any organization can maintain all that data, but there's good news. There's companies that are willing to scrape it and do it for us. Okay. In addition to social media data though, we have data on ourselves, data on our customers, data on our markets. And there are companies that specialize in putting that data together for us. And yes, even the government's involved. The Department of Commerce website and data.gov and NOAA, 
have incredible amounts of data for our use to make us better at doing our business functions. Okay. Well, we've got all this data, what do we do with it? We've got to keep it someplace. And that used to be a problem. We used to have to have our server room super cooled in the back of our office where we've got all of our data maintained there. Now there's companies that are willing to do that for us as well. There are cloud solutions that are willing to keep our data for us, to secure it, to maintain it. We use their firewalls, we use their server space, and it's getting cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier for us to use. So we've got all the data on the, in the world on everything we do as an organization. Okay, so what? Who cares? Now that we've got data, is it good enough to just have it? Or should we, should we be using it to our competitive advantage? Well, what are we going to use it for? That's easy. Business leaders still do the same thing that they've always done. And what is that? Make tough decisions. And so we're going to make decisions about things that affect our business, things that affect our bottom line, things that affect our organization. Like what? Pretty much everything. Every business function requires leaders to make decisions. That's what we do. And if you can think of it, if you can imagine it, there's a decision we have to make. The question is, what's changed? Well, what's changed is we have the same decisions we've always made, but now we can leverage our data to hopefully make those decisions better and use our data to our competitive advantage. Because often, the answers to the questions that we're asking are sitting in our data. Okay. So what's the challenge for business leaders? Well, business leaders have the same challenges that they've always had, but now there's some additional ones. To start with, business leaders have to ask the right questions. This is where it all starts. Well, business leaders have always had to ask the right questions. But now we have to ask the additional question, can our data help us get the answer? And business leaders need to involve our analysts in that process. Asking the right question, particularly in a data-driven environment, is often the toughest challenge that a business leader has. But when you're asking those questions, when you're brainstorming or ideating or whatever we're calling it this week, okay, you should have an analyst in the room. There's no such thing as a strategy, strategy session anymore that doesn't have an analyst present because they know what the data we have is and what we can do with it. Okay. So who are these analysts? Well, if you're lucky, you've got your own team of analysts. And obviously today, most large organizations have tons of analysts spread throughout the organizations. However, if you're not that lucky, you can always bring in contractors for a price to look at your data to help you answer your toughest business questions. And if you will indulge a shameless plug for my own program here at DU, you can always ask for a MSBA capstone student where all of our students go out to organizations like yours and do free analytic consulting. Just like hiring a consultant, but we don't charge you anything for it. So, those are who your analysts are. What do they do? Okay, well, First of all, analysts can help you tell a story with your data. They can draw nice pictures, uh, give you a, a put together dashboards, and these are great tools for keeping your finger on the pulse of your organization. 
You can check, track your KPIs, you can see what's trending, what's not. And this is a first step in using your data to be more effective as a business leader. But then we can take it beyond that. We can do data mining and analytic techniques that have explanatory models that can tell us why things are happening. What's really going on with our organization and what's the data showing in terms of not only what's happening, but why it's happening. And then we can even go beyond that to pre predictive or prescriptive models where the models can tell us what's going to happen next or our models can make our decisions for us. And so there's very powerful modeling techniques out there that we can use to leverage our data. Now, is this easy? No, it's not. Let's take a quick example. So I'm just going to talk about a, a hypothetical organization, a very simple example where you have marketing spend, advertising spend, and revenue. Okay. Now we have this, this chart up here with 52 weeks of spend and revenue. And the question, a logical question for a business leader to ask is, what's the return on our advertising dollars? And so it's very simple. We've got advertising dollars and we've got uh, revenue. Let's, let's look at the two of them together and we can plot revenue versus advertising spend and see that there's absolutely no relationship whatsoever. So maybe it's not so simple. But maybe we could drill down a little bit further and break our advertising spend into our different channels. So now here's our four hypothetical marketing channels and you can see that it's still going to be pretty tough to find a relationship there from individual channels up to our revenue. Why is this such a hard problem? Well, as any marketer can tell you, there's always a possibility that your marketing channels, your advertising dollars, are interacting with each other. There could be synergy between marketing programs, but there also can be cannibalization between advertising channels. Furthermore, is there a time lag? Does a dollar spent today realize a dollar in revenue this week, or is it next week, or in two weeks? Are the response curves on this nonlinear? As we spend more and more, we're getting better and better responses until a certain point, where we hit diminishing returns? Is there a significant random element in our customer behavior? Are our competitors' advertising campaigns affecting our sales? Is there inherent periodicity in our customer demand? Is there seasonality in the demand for our products? Did some influencer get a hold of our product and send it viral or send it to the dumpster without us knowing? What black swan events might happen across our landscape? Do we have the luxury of isolating a single marketing channel, changing its spend, and measuring the outcome? That'd be nice, but we've got a business to run. We can't just do a marketing campaign for the sake of collecting data. Or can we? Does advertising even make a difference? Is this question even important? Now, obviously, this question is very important. But maybe it's not a very simple question. This isn't easy, but it is important. So, if you have any questions of me or of the executive ed staff, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's been my pleasure to talk with you today, and I'm looking forward to a few questions here from David. Phil, that was great, thank you so much. I learned a ton, uh, kind of in a very, very short time. One of the things that might be a little bit old school is you'll often hear execs say, you know, I make decisions from the gut. What do you say to a C-suite level person who 
understands that we live in this new world of data, but really is not that excited to have an analyst in the room to, to really delve deep into it? Absolutely, what a great question. And, and as a C-suite executive myself, I could give you a very glib answer and say, uh, deal with it, this is the new world, but it's not. Data-driven decision-making is not the only type of decision-making out there. It's just one way of making sure that we make better decisions. And there's a lot to be said about the gut. Um, a lot of times our guts are very susceptible to anecdotes. They're very impressionable. Um, we, we, we hear something real quick and we, we immediately jump on it because it seems like the right thing to do. Whereas if we took a deeper dive into our data, we wouldn't come up with the same conclusion. So I would posit that data-driven decision-making is a significant part of decision-making, but it's not the only part of decision-making. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. You talked uh, about the importance of asking the right questions. Do you have any tips for how someone might know that they're on the wrong question? Uh, ask your analysts. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you in an instant. Uh -huh. But that's, that's, a, that's a really great question. Uh, to me, that's always been the hardest part. Once you ask the, the right question as a business leader, you're moving in the right direction from that point. But if you ask the wrong question, you're not sure if you're moving in the wrong direction. Uh, the new challenge, though, is so many of our business leaders today are my generation. We're dinosaurs. We're not data natives. We, um, we didn't grow up with this. And so it's not part of our thought process, whereas it should be and it must be. Um, and you know, I think when you ask a question, if you make a gut decision on it and you move forward, you really don't know if you're moving in the right direction. But if you look at your data and you see, is this something that we really should be doing? Is this moving us in the right direction? Then I think that could really help get you back on the right path. And believe me, your analysts will tell you when you've asked the wrong question. That's awesome. Another reason to have the analyst in the room. Absolutely. So for organizations who are doing a pretty good job with data and really want to go to the next step, what advice do you have for them to align their key performance indicators to the data streams and data an analysis that they already have? That's a great question, and it just takes an open mind. So if you're tracking a certain thing and your analysts or you realize that there's a lot more you could do with this, absolutely, dive deeper, tie it into your data, and see what you can do with it. Um, but it's not, it's not always easy. It's not always easy to say, we've got all this great data. What are we going to do with it? Let's move to the next step. Moving to the next step takes a commitment on, on the part of an organization, and it takes a commitment on the part of the leadership. Uh, fortunately, what we're seeing today is that there's been so many wins around data that everybody knows that this is the direction we need to be moving if we want to stay competitive. So it's, uh, it, it's kind of dragging everybody along, even those who really don't want to be there. Uh, but back to your point about you know, the gut, there's still a part of running a business that we cannot turn over to our systems, to our AI systems, to our machine learning systems, to our data systems. We have to still be at the helm guiding the organizations in the direction they need to go. The challenge is to recognize that part of that is going to be based on the data that we've got. So mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's a real challenge. I see it all the time, and it's, uh, it's wonderful to see how organizations are moving forward with it now. So Phil, you know, there are lots of people 
in organizations that are in a different role than maybe they were trained for formally. So imagine you have someone who has really never had any formal education in, in data. They're just getting started. They're wondering kind of where, uh, where and how to build their skills. What would you say to them? That's a great question. And if they're in a position that really requires data today, and for, I'll use the example that I used earlier, marketing. Uh, in the past, marketers were not necessarily data-driven. They were simply coming up with these clever ideas, uh, determining what spend to put into what channel, and hoping that it worked. And what's happened in the field of marketing over the last few decades is that it's shifted from you know, the, the dreamers and thinkers to, to the analysts, where now marketing analytics is a huge part. So yes, it's, it's permeating pretty much every business function we do. To include HR, for example, you know, we, collect, we have all this great HR data that we've had for years, but have we been leveraging it? No, do we need to? Absolutely. And, and so there's um, things like, for example, like our, our executive education course, that courses that we give here at DU, that are a great way to get introduced to it. Um, and part of that is learning how to communicate with your analysts. So not everyone has to be an analyst, particularly if you have a good analytic team. But it does help if you understand a little bit of what they're doing and how to communicate with them. And so that's a huge part of what's happening across the landscape today. Phil, thank you so much. That was really, really great. And thanks again for being with us today. We hope you got a lot out of this webinar. Thanks for spending some time with us here at the Accelerate podcast from the University of Denver's Daniels Executive Education Division. As a reminder, you can find more information about Phil's three-day data analytics for decision-making workshop by visiting daniels.du.edu slash accelerate. We hope you gain new insight that will accelerate your impact in your community, your organization, and in the world.